In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're gonna have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising Podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello. Guys, we are so excited tonight. We've got a great episode here. We're talking a lot about the difference between unplugging and getting away what it really means to take a vacation as an entrepreneur, why if you're not an entrepreneur, you should really be feeling, counting your blessings. Yeah, feeling really excited. (laughs) To do that. Before that, though, we've got something really cool coming out. Actually, today, if you're listening to this on the first day it comes out, if you're not, I don't know why you've waited so long, but if you are listening to this on Thursday, the 27th, this is actually the first clinical masterclass that Nicole's doing that's coming out, and I, for one, am Super stoked about it. Yeah, this will be interesting to see how it goes. You guys, frankly, like I'm not really even sure if you guys are going to love it. I think I'm going to, but here's the deal. So, you know, I've created some courses, some long form courses. I've done a rectal course, I've done an interstitial cystitis course, and I have pelvic PT essentials. All of those go through a journey, a clinical philosophy, a start to finish, a comprehensive look at a topic. Uh, which I think is really important for some things, but they are long and because they're long, they're more expensive. So, but there are other things that I've found that really, I think need a lot more targeted approach that just kind of usually get thrown into other courses, but no one actually really goes, takes a deep dive into something. So we voted in the huddle and down training won big time. I mean, I think there was almost 600 votes for it, which is crazy. Which is not crazy because everybody uses that word all the time. And I don't think it's like ships passing the night. I don't think anybody actually knows what anybody else means when they say down training. Right. It's, it ends up almost becoming like a little bit of a buzzword in, in our pelvic PT world now, which just really irritates me, frankly. <laughs> And so, because there's so much to it, but it doesn't need to be this huge long course. And so we're trying this masterclass situation where they're going to be short types of things that you can kind of pick up a la carte. And this kind of goes with the things that I've talked about before with how to pick Con Ed, right? If you find yourself going back and being like, gosh, I only have like three tools in my toolbox for down training. And I don't really even know what that means. And did it really work? And was I really supposed to do that for this patient? What am I really even doing anyways? If you find yourself saying that like a lot, like a lot of people in the huddle post, I feel like that's one of our most common posts in the huddle is, hey, I've tried down training. What else can I do to help my patient? Or I've tried these two things and now I don't know what to do. They're still having symptoms. And then the response is always like, well, just down train. And it's like, okay, well, (laughs) what does that really mean? So if you find yourself asking yourself that a lot, then 
that is a great example of something that you can pick something up a la carte and be like, let me deep dive into this. And you're going to have a lot of takeaways in a short period of time for a lot less money. That really does fit with your philosophy and what you train our people on, like the assess to address in your con ed stuff where you don't necessarily need to, oh, I took this next course because it was the eighth course in the series and I just took the seventh one. So I have to do that. It's like, well, it kind of fits our philosophy of like, figure out something that you're missing. And if you have questions on, in this case, down training, like this is great. If you don't have questions on down training, totally skip it. It's totally clear what's in it. You can always tell. And at the end of it, you're just going to have a much better idea of what the heck down training is, all the different and, options. And, and what else. it isn't, which is yeah. really the big thing. So anyway, so that's what's happening. It uh, is available today, and then it's going to be set out in a week. Yeah, So that and you'll do one live, and then the replay will be available for everybody who gets it. So if you can't make it, it's going to be on a Thursday night. Uh, if you can't make it, there will be a replay that goes out. It's going to be 47 bucks to give you guys all the logistics, and you can register as of today at pelvicptrising.com slash downtraining. So if you guys are interested, want to know more, shoot us an email, let us know, check out that site. But we are going to dive into vacation stuff now. And this is a little bit sparked by the fact we just got back from a vacation. Yeah, uh, totally. It was so fun. So we are from Southern California and about five and a half hours away is the beginning part of the Eastern Sierras, which is where Mammoth Mountain is, if you guys have heard of that. So we went up, it's about 88,000 feet or so in elevation. It is gorgeous, forest. We even saw some waterfalls. It was awesome. It snowed on us in May. And I know for some of you guys in different parts of the country, that does not seem like a big deal. For us, that was a big deal. Yeah, man, I've only seen snow like three times. And that was definitely by far the hardest I've seen it snow, even though, is that even a thing? Can it snow hard? Yeah. Okay. If you're from Minnesota, let us know. <laughs> let us know. Let us know. Yeah. Um, but then I I don't know. I feel like the harder it snows, like the more quiet it is. So it's not like hard rain, even though it's precipitation that is coming down in a lot. Guys, Nicole packed <laughs> a freaking golf umbrella. Not just a regular umbrella, like a golf umbrella. The one that could like have a family of four underneath it and like a parade of ducks behind you that you could keep safe from the rain. In the car the entire time we were there because it the weather was going to snow. Yeah, because it's precipitation. And so I feel like if... And then if snow gets on you, which it did, by the way, and it, it makes you wet. So I was like, oh, if we're going to be like out, <laughs> it's snowing. Maybe I won't, don't want to get it on me. I told her if she had that thing out, I was not walking anywhere near her. This is like such a Southern California conversation. Yeah, the locals there would have just ripped you apart, man. I feel like everywhere else in the freaking nation would rip me apart right, right now. If you think I'm being ridiculous, go ahead and DM me on Instagram <laughs> about like, what the hell are you talking about? Don't even take an umbrella anywhere. But I did. We didn't use it though, by the way. No, of course. It just got in the way of everything we were trying right. to pack. And then Jesse got super mad all the time for no reason, even though we could just put it under the seat and it was like, it wasn't even there. He was just irritated that I even brought it. Yes. We don't need that <laughs> in our packing. So... Guys, umbrellas aside, we wanted to talk a little bit about vacation and how we need to change our definition a little bit of things like work-life balance and vacation a lot of times when we become entrepreneurs. This is going to be a little bit of a tough love conversation, but there's a lot of, you know, we glorify this word like unplugging, you know, being able to go away and do some true self-care and getting away from the business and 
all these freaking buzzwords just drive me insane. A work-life balance we hear a lot about, right? And I feel like we have definitely, like Jesse said, glorified these words so that we feel like if we're not doing them, that somehow we're doing something poorly. Like we're doing life poorly. There's a sense of like a lot of stuff with that. And one of the things I don't want this to go on like, oh, the I think we can swing far too far on either side of this pendulum where we can be workaholics. We don't want to be like that. We don't want to burn ourselves out. We don't want to do all of that stuff. But I also think that there's, it's not, the answer is not just working from nine to three and taking vacations willy nilly and unplugging and not ever checking your phone. Totally. There's got to be some sort of middle ground. And I think that's one of the things that we want to almost give you guys a little bit of permission to do a little bit of a self-assessment and say like, what does replenish me? What does make me feel like I'm ready to get back to work? Is it, do you really need to step away and unplug? Or for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's almost like the guilt that you're not doing that is almost causing more anxiety. And then you've got the ability of worrying about the business and trying to unplug, but then it's almost creating this like feedback loop of anxiety on a time when you're supposed to be unplugging. Right. And then, so the real question is, is it really even an achievable goal to truly, truly unplug when you are an entrepreneur? And I think that that answer depends on where you are in the life cycle of your business. And to just have some real talk is that sometimes the answer is that no, it's not the right time to completely unplug and like not check your email and pretend like you don't have a business. If that is how you wanted it to be, then you shouldn't have started it in the first place. That's the tough love part. Yikes. Right? It is a little bit like that. Now, we have some examples of how we've sort of reimagined what vacation is for us. And I still feel freaking fired up to be back at work on Monday. I feel replenished. I feel all of the things that you're supposed to feel, yet we didn't completely unplug on this vacation and we rarely do, but that for us is what we need because otherwise we do have anxiety and we're worried about stuff and that kind of stuff. A mountain of work when you get back on Monday. There's actually been some studies about this. Like Sometimes that actually creates more unhappiness, basically, the idea of like having to step aside and then come back to a mountain of work when you get back. And there's a lot of actually happiness research on this that we should dive into on another podcast because Nicole knows how excited I get about that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's allowed now. Did you know? The people have spoken on the podcast. Okay, guys. This. (laughs) So we asked you to DM Nicole about whether you guys liked the nerdy... Cognitive... Cognitive bias stuff. The happiness research... We told you to DM Nicole. This is literally the first time I'm hearing that anybody did it. (laughs) You got a lot of you guys did it. Because you agreed with me. (laughs) If they had agreed with Nicole, I would have heard about that every single one that came in. Your phone would ding and be like, hey, another person hates you. (laughs) But this is literally the first time I'm hearing about it. Yeah, man. Whatever. Take your blessings now. (laughs) Take your blessings now. (laughs) So that was, I mean... When we talk about that, and I think it's kind of cool working with such a big group in the Pelvic PT Rising Mentorship, because some people are on both sides of this, where some people really do need to unplug and step away, and other people are more like where we are, where I would much rather put in a few hours of work in the morning, check emails, get back to people, do a few things that we like doing, even step away and do some different work, some more creative work, some more big picture strategy work than truly try to say just unplug like honestly i get a little bit itchy at the end of the day when you haven't really accomplished anything it's like yeah "Ah, gosh 
Totally. Was that even a good day? So a couple examples of this, in addition to the one that we're talking about now with our Getting Away to Mammoth, but we wrote most of the IC solution in Cabo. Sitting totally. by a pool. So this was our time, right? We went for a week and we had done a lot of the research and legwork before. So we were prepared to go, but from, we woke up at like, I don't know, 8.30, something like that and have a leisurely morning. But then from like nine to like one, we were cranking and we did it on a patio out looking out at the ocean. And then we would prepare to take something down to the pool. So we would do work and then we would prepare like the next day's work. We would have some things to read, some things to do, some things to review or revise. We would take that stuff down to the pool, work for another couple of hours until it's five o'clock somewhere. time right, and, and then Usually that's about two and then it was right. like cool now we can now we feel like we can really enjoy the rest of the day and that is in a big sense because we you know it's getting away from your day-to-day of your business it's getting away it's giving yourself a new perspective there's also a lot of research out there about how getting into a new setting increases creativity and gives you a better you know a chance of having better ideas so we weren't necessarily doing the same thing that we would be doing back home, but we were working and coming into a bigger piece. And another great example, I mean, we every year make sure that we have at least a three-day weekend to just get away and kind of plan the upcoming year, plan our goals, figure out what we want to do in our personal lives, in the business, and just have a, a chance to get away and talk about some of that stuff in a setting where, again, the phone's not necessarily ringing. I'm not necessarily picking up all of these phone calls. Although the last time we did this, <laughs> we went down to this amazing place in Oceanside, which is like 45 minutes south of where we were at an amazing time. But I swear we got there and the first like two hours were just phone call after phone call. Like I scheduled like seven evaluations in the first. Oh yeah, I remember, remember that. That, like, that we was crazy. The house and, like, you were getting unpacked <laughs> and I was like, the phone would buzz. And if it's a current patient, I would usually just let it go to voicemail, We're probably just moving appointments around. But like I was just sitting down there like fielding calls for the first two hours. Yeah. And which brings us to another point of if you do unplug as an entrepreneur, we have to accept there's going to be some consequences to that. Yeah, man. We would have for sure lost evals that day if if you weren't picking up the phone. or something, right? If I didn't Mm -hmm. call somebody back until the next Monday, like they've gone someplace. A lot of people. So, I mean, just things to be thinking about all that. And one of my favorites was actually on this mammoth trip that we went on. One of the first days we went out hiking. It was a little bit cold, and we but we knew there was snow coming in, and we didn't want to go hiking with Nicole's umbrella. So we're like, cool. We <laughs> I was get like all of scared of snow. In. We were like, let's hurry up and like do a lot of things on Thursday because there's supposed to be a storm coming on Friday. Right. And then the locals are like driving through it like nothing's happening. They're wearing like, shorts, and I was right. like, what is everyone doing? I need my gloves and my hat and everything. There's our fire. We got to get in with the fire. <laughs> Right, so we could go hiking, and and I'm like the worst person to go hiking with because every time I see something on like a map, like I I, I can't stop. Where it's like, oh, cool, there's another lake further ahead, and Mammoth is a terrible place for this because there's like a lake every mile. So it's like, oh, cool. Well, we're at Twin Lakes. Well, we better go to Lake Mary. Well, Lake Mamie's only another half mile, and Horseshoe Lake's only a mile and a half past that. And holy cow, Lake McLeod is just a little bit further. So suddenly we're like really far away from the car. (laughs) Six miles away from the car. And we've got an interview with somebody for a position at Public Sanity. Which, by the way, we're hiring. So if anybody wants to send a resume and cover letter to Nicole at PublicSanity.com, that would also be great. Yeah, so it's super windy. So we have to go find, and we find this little like weird bus stop thing (laughs) right by a lake. 
and Nicole's in there. We took a couple pictures. I'm sure she'll put something up on Instagram at some point about this, but she's full on doing like a, you know, and it wasn't a full interview, but it was like the 15 minute get to know you interview, like on this trail at 9,000 feet in Mammoth. And now we've got a story. If we hire that person, like we're going to have a great story about how she got hired. Yeah, man. And one of the best things I liked about her was she was like, she... (laughs) She was like, where are you? She called you out on it. <laughs> at the again. very yeah. end, I was like, I like you. Where the heck are you? Yeah. So anyways, but that is a good example of like, we didn't reschedule that because we wanted to capture that person. Her resume looked good and we wanted to just talk to her and we didn't want to push it out just because we needed to, you know, unplug. That's not a thing. We were, we got away and we still handled our shit. Yes. Maybe that should be the title of this episode. Get away, but still handle your shit. Yeah, get away, but still handle your shit, because you got to. Yeah, there's a lot to do. Seriously. So this is, it's one of those things where, I, again, there is, there's a huge balance to this. We actually talk about it in our group about actually constraining your time sometimes and not getting too into the workaholic mode. But we always, I feel like, are hearing about how, oh, these the modern technology makes it so hard to get away from your business. It's like, yeah, but the modern technology also allows you to write a freaking book in Cabo. And it allows you to do a Zoom call at 9,000 feet next to an alpine lake. Like, we can be grateful for some of these things, too. It's all in how we use it and making sure that how we use it is consistent with what does replenish us and light us up. And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway of this is don't listen to that some, uh, you know, outside noise about... You know, you should be unplugging or you should be doing this. It's like, well, what do you want to do? Yeah, and it is freaking noise, by the way. It's like everybody acts like self-care needs to be equal across the board for everybody. And that's like some, frankly, some bullshit too. Like that's just not how it works. And like we said before, there are significant consequences sometimes, depending on where you are in your business journey, to completely unplugging. Or relationship-wise, if one person expects for you to unplug and you really want to work and you're having anxiety, talk about a time when that it can really cause some communication issues. Yeah, that can be a huge thing. We've seen that for a couple of people in our group where it's been a real challenge for that. So, Nicole, what are the big takeaways of this? I think we've talked kind of through a lot of just our thoughts on that. And I loved what you said, too, of, of knowing the season of you, that you're in with your business as well. And there's ways to do this and there's ways to do this well uh, to take vacation, get away. Again, we're not saying not to do that stuff, but there is just, I don't know. What, what do you want everybody to, to learn from this? So there's three major takeaways for this unplug versus getaway situation. Number one, you need to assess to address. You need to know yourself. Take a little bit of an introspective look at what you and your personality needs to feel recharged. Are you the type of person that actually needs, underlying needs, to unplug in order to feel refilled? Or can you just get away and does are you going to have more anxiety if you completely unplug? And then we need to think about what, what are your actual needs? And then you can also pair that with what phase of business you're in. So that brings us to number two, which is if you need to be unplugged completely, then there are consequences to completely unplugging. And the earlier you are in your business and the less help that you have at your business, the more consequences there are to that. 
And so what you need to be doing too is planning that might lead you to plan a little bit more about so that you can mitigate some of those negative consequences. Can you automate some things before you leave? Can you have somebody else for a short period of time check your emails and get back to them if you really do need to completely unplug? But I would encourage you guys to potentially redefine what you actually need and do a complete reassessment now that you're a business owner and take a little bit to what Jesse said about redefining how we might be able to use technology to our advantage to consolidate time so that we don't have negative consequences if we completely unplug for a short period of time and then move on to different parts of your business. Yeah. And then finally, I think one of the big pieces of this, the third takeaway here is don't let society, social media, anyone else basically define what you want your best life to be like. And your best business to be like. What do you want it to actually look like? What do you want your life to look like? And what do you want your business to look like? And that can dictate what you need to feel recharged. Don't let anybody tell you what type of self-care you need to be the best entrepreneur. Don't let anybody tell you that you have to completely unplug in order to fully relax and recharge. You need to have the morning routine of the champions, right? I don't know if everybody sees that. I get those ads on Instagram all the time of like, oh, the 10 things you need to do before you wake up to... It's just like, what? Now you're diving to do stuff in your dreams? Yeah, now what am I doing? It's like, I'm meditating while I'm sleeping? Like, this is efficient, I guess. I don't know how to do this. but Yeah, man, don't let anyone else tell you that. And certainly don't let a social media post make you feel guilty about doing something or not doing something. It just needs to be what it is for your life and your business. And that's it. Yeah, we always talk about your business has to work for you. You cannot work for your business. And a lot of times we become entrepreneurs because we have a passion, because we're driven, because we want to accomplish things and leave a legacy. And that's all good stuff. So don't necessarily feel, yeah, again, don't let anybody make you feel guilty. I hope the other thing to take away, if I can add one other takeaway to, if you're an employee somewhere, Feel freaking grateful. You don't have to be thinking about this stuff. <laughs> right. right. You get to check out at five o'clock when you go home. And honestly, I'm, I'm not bagging on this at all. That I think there's a lot of people being an entrepreneur is freaking hard. If it wasn't, everybody would do it. So if you guys are listening to this as an employee, I, I honestly do. I tongue in cheek a little bit because you know what side of the fence we're on, but be grateful for that. You know, and I, I think that's one of the things that you know, maybe we took a little bit for granted when you were working for other people because you couldn't turn it off, which was the big problem and why you just why I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> an entrepreneur. But being able to walk out the door at five o'clock and not be worried about what emails are coming in, what patients are having a problem, who needs their medical records ASAP, like all of that stuff. And then the bigger picture worries and all the other things that go with running a business. Like it's so just uh, go back to, I love what you always say about it, assess to address, like what is your personality and just be true to that. You're going to be fine. But I just, I'm so tired of of people being made to feel guilty for doing what they want to do. Yeah. Period. Totally. Whatever, whatever you want to do, like nobody should make you feel guilty about any of that. Totally. 100% agree. Well, if you guys have any stories, vacation stories, if you guys have any of that stuff, I would love to hear about it. What you guys do to either unplug or to get away, share some pictures of vacations and stuff. Like, let's put some social media stuff out there with that because I love hearing 
the stories and how everybody is doing that and doing that differently and being true to themselves with that. So let's do that. Let's keep this conversation going. And let's continue to rise.